Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers <laughs> over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. July 28, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Export Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Thursday morning. How's everybody doing? We're doing. How are you, Scoots? I am. I am so tired. Stayed up way too late, late last night watching the challenge. I... Likely drank too much as well. I think I got a slight hangover this morning, but the studio is a cool 78 degrees. We've got a hose running from the AC unit outside, so don't have to worry about a bucket anymore. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I mean, 78 degrees, though, is not cool by any stretch. No, but I mean, it's so normally the studio is at 77, so it pretty well feels like normal. Gotcha. I mean, that's hot. 77. It it is is a little hot. Yeah, I agree. It's toasty. Well, good for you. Good news about the, the, the hose. And what were you drinking last night? I drank three tall boy platties and a shot of fireball. So I wasn't like Jesus over Christ. the top, but I, I'm just, just putting garbage in your body. I mean, yeah, that's, I know it's it. just garbage. Hey, but I did drink uh, over a hundred ounces of water yesterday. So that was cool. Oh, nice. Well, that, may be, too, that may be too much water. Don't, don't kill yourself. <laughs> I'm trying to drown. People can people can do that by drinking too much water. So, the be your you, and your little system probably was it was over overkill. It had no idea what was going on. Yeah, maybe that. so. I should probably take it easy, ease myself hey, into it. But that's better than zero ounces of water. Exactly. So good job, Scoots. Happy to hear that. Sounds uh, I I do love that you have an app where you just track beers that you've had, uh, but still just on a basic night you're just drinking the splatty platties. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go out and get crazy and find craft beers every night, you know. Then, then it takes it takes away the specialness of them if you're drinking them every night. I do feel like if you, I I feel like when you'd go to the liquor store, if you just saw like a random new beer that you would try it instead of going to the splatty platties. But I'm wrong in thinking that you just so you like old tried and true, old reliable. So if I go to a liquor store, you're right. I I would get a craft beer, craft six pack, something like that. But my problem is I, after work, I get them from the gas station. So not a whole lot of craft beer options at the gas station or at least ones that I haven't had. So I just stick with the tried and true. And the lesson here is, TJ, he likes the taste of light beer, 
but doesn't want the work of drinking many of them. Exactly. That, that's what it boils down to. That's why I drink Platinums. <laughs> Understandably so, Scoots. You, you, you don't have to work as hard if it's 6% beer. It's also a bold strategy, too, to just stay up to watch the challenge live. I, I, I That's a 90-minute show. I'm good for about 45 minutes of it. Oh, it's, it's an hour, actually. It's, it's down to 10 to 11 because it was for a while 9.30 to 11. TJ, can you verify? Because I always watch it uh, later, like when it's taped. So. I did not watch it last night because I'm gonna. We're gonna record. We're gonna skip through the commercials today when watching. Great. And watched uh, Big Brother last night, and then plus got to bring it up the basketball tournament. Just another. Oh man, um, so good uh, last night. Another amazing night of games as this whole tournament's just been awesome. So I'm gonna watch it tonight. But they they were an hour and a half. Um, they had been an hour and a half. So I don't know if they're going to eventually transition into just an hour but they they had been an hour and a half maybe last week's episode was an hour but i definitely know the first two confirmed hour and a half but anyways i so i don't really know for sure but i think roush is right gotcha yeah Yeah. it it seems like an hour and i can just blow through the you're going to partner with this person i don't know and this person and this person okay i don't don't. that was that was pretty quick this week for being well, maybe they're making some changes in yeah. real time. But, Roush, I had somebody tell me that they thought you actually didn't watch it because your reaction to Dominique's challenge was so subdued that you must have not actually watched it. No, it was very dumb. It was like the whole – you're like, all you have to do is just step your foot on it, dude. What, what's your problem? <laughs> just step, step your foot on the plug, and you're going to win this thing. Yeah, well, I'm looking for – was it a good episode at least, Scoots? It was, yeah, very, very good. Okay, look, looking looking forward to it for my Thursday night entertainment. But, yeah, watched uh, Big Brother last night. Gosh, the, the Big Brother folks are just absolutely crazy. They're just going, like, full-on bullying this girl, and it's really awkward to watch on TV because these people, I, I don't know if you were these folks' employers if you'd want them still to be employed by you. But luckily last night there was a group that kind of came to this woman's rescue because uh, they were, gosh, they were being so nasty to her. But Big Brother, junk reality TV show. We're huge fans of it here on Kentucky Roll Call. And if you have anything to say in those regards, feel free to text into the Thornton's text line. It's not exclusive to sports, believe it or not. 502-414-1450. And start your day off right by heading into Thornton's, getting some donuts, breakfast sandwiches. Uh, it, it's not your 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 preconceived notions of gas station food thornton's blows them out of the water it is delicious it's better than you're going to get through a fast food line somewhere else and it's significantly cheaper as well download the thornton's app refresh and rewards members will save money on just around the store items but most importantly with that thornton's app you can download the 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 contest for the summer cash bash ten thousand dollars every week giving away a 2022 Chevy Tahoe at the end of it that goes through I think the first week of September so you still have a little over a month to get involved each and every week $10,000 going to one lucky Thornton's Refreshing Rewards member all you got to do is download the app you don't have to pay or buy anything easy peasy lemon squeezy yeah but Roush you you got into some of the uh the sporting action last night the basketball tournament Yes, yes. Uh, particularly the uh, the Dayton team, just because, uh, you know, my wife's family, they, they love their UD basketball. And uh, one of the guys on the team is actually from my wife's hometown, Ryan Mikesell. Uh, shout out to the Stretch Four. 
Um, but in, I also, I mean, I love the Scoochie Smith team from, I guess that would have been when Archie was there. So you got Scoochie on there. They're playing the money team with Jimmer for debt. And um, that big dude, Booker, was pretty good too. And I, I forgot where he played, but that he definitely looked familiar. Uh, but it's, yeah, I, TJ, I don't, I don't know how to, like what level of basketball to compare it to. But I realized, like, I just love this because it's not as polished as college basketball. It's like some intermediary between college and high school as far as, like, the style they play. But they're much more skilled than that. So it it makes for just a lot of fun, a fun watch. And during the Elam ending, things get so tight. Oh, man, it was was so funny. I I loved watching uh, the the Red Scare, the Dayton team. They they really tried to blow it. They did their best, but uh, made made some shots when it counted. Yeah, there's nothing better in the Elam ending or the basketball tournament. If you again, you're unfamiliar with what the Elam ending is or what the basketball tournament is. Basketball tournaments, a tournament they play in the summer. It's for a million dollars. I don't know if it's always been a million dollars or if it started at half a million or where it's been, but they've been doing it for eight or. What scoops? I want to say it started at two million. The first no, one. No, they didn't have the money for that. But yeah. No um, I want to say it was two million. I'll look into it. That would be surprising to me, but yeah, look into it. Let us know if that is the case. But they've been going eight or nine summers now, and it's uh, you'll you can't be in the NBA, but really that's the only regulation. Pretty much anything else goes. Um, and these people put together teams. You get alumni teams. You get some non-alumni teams. Floyd Mayweather put together the money team that lost last night to the Dayton team. They were considered the favorites to win the basketball tournament. I don't know if there's actual Vegas odds, but I would almost guarantee that they would have been. They had Jimber for dead, who's obviously a Chinese basketball star sensation after his career. Uh, winning the hearts of America during his March Madness runs. But they play, it's just a 64-team tournament. Kentucky's had one team, a Kentucky alumni team did it once. I think Mark Krebs put together the team, and they stunk. Uh, At that point of the basketball tournament, they seeded by fan votes. So whatever teams had the most votes got the highest seeds. So the UK team was obviously a number one seed. They were the first number one seed to lose in the first round. I think they had like Ramel Bradley and Perry Stevenson and it, Joe it was, Crawford. They they had too many bigs though, and like uh, this, is a, this is the guards league. Yeah, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't the best the best group. I, I do want them to do it again someday, or if you put together like a UK U of L or just like a state of Kentucky alumni team, then people would go crazy over that. But it's grown in popularity each and every year. And now they're at the point where they get pretty good crowds for their games, especially if they have an alumni team playing in their own gym, which was the situation last night with Dayton. Mm-hmm. And Dayton, the whole thing is in Dayton. Well, not the whole thing. I shouldn't say that. The regions go out to different parts of the country. Wichita's hosting one. West, or I think uh, West Virginia is as well. And they go to all these different spots. But Dayton hosts a regional, and then it hosts the championship rounds. So Dayton was playing in front of their home crowd last night against the favorites of the tournament, the money team. And it was an awesome game. Money team got up big early. Mm-hmm. And then just a lot of threes. Huge run by the Dayton team to go up at the half, and then second half back and forth. But I I hate to hate to say this because I was, I was against this 
a year ago. I've never, I've never had this take before. So this is me growing as a person. College should go to the Elam ending. Hate being that guy. Used to always say, be against it. I would say the Elam's perfect for the basketball tournament, but you can't implement it in real basketball. College basketball would benefit greatly from the Elam tournament or the Elam ending after watching more of the basketball tournament. The the thing that's great about the Elam ending is it really exposes uh, the the chickens. I'm just going to use that as the the an operative word here. I could use a lot of different words to describe the people who just are scared to have the basketball in their hands in when it matters most. And there was some dude for Dayton. I think his last name was Davis. I, 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 I but you know who I'm talking about, TJ. He wanted nothing to do with that basketball. At the end of the game, and I mean the amount of turnovers he had one where he made a great play to the rim and then did a Ben Simmons and just threw a line drive out of bounds towards his teammate. It was so bad. Yeah, it it, it really. I, I do wonder, like, you're going to get people that are going to figure out the Elam ending. I, I don't know exactly even what that means in my own brain, but I'm sure somebody smarter than me could 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 help. Uh, could help share it on the Thornton's text line, but you're going to like, if you don't already have sets for the Elam ending, then you're probably not doing a good job coaching for the basketball tournament. But I, I would imagine. So what they do, the Elam ending again with, what is it? Two minutes left in the fourth quarter, it's three minutes at, left. after the final media timeout. So four minutes to okay. go. So after the timeout under four minutes, the clock goes away. It's gone forever. They come up with a set score kind of based on where both teams are at you just then, add you add eight points to whoever has the lead, and that's okay. the score you have to get to to end the game. Okay, so under four timeout, eight minute, uh, eight points to whoever's winning. Boom. So once you reach that score, the game is over, and they're giving away like ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars for whoever hits the game winning shot. I actually don't like that because, like, from a team standpoint, you probably have everybody in the back of their mind being like, "Huh." Eh. All I got to do is hit one shot right here, and I get sure about that. I thought thought they were just giving out 10K to the best celebration. I think the slingshot, whoever hits, maybe it's not 10K, but whoever hits the game winner gets money each game. So theoretically, if somebody hit like six game winners and their team won the championship, they'd get an additional. It's the sling sponsor, it's called the slingshot. But got you. yeah, and I don't. I thought it was ten thousand, but you're right about the celebration. I don't. But ten thousand does seem steep for each game. That's a lot of basketball games. So yes. maybe it's not ten. What yeah. sixty four teams, thirty two games? That'd be a lot. Three hundred. That'd be a lot of money. I don't know if slings throwing that around, slinging that around, as I should say. Hey, hey. So, so, anyways, the game always ends on a made basket, and they're really. I've watched a lot of basketball over my life. I don't care if you probably had. 14 year olds running the Elam ending. I don't care if you went to a senior league and you had 70 year olds running an Elam ending. Roush, when it's made basket versus made basket, next bucket wins the game. Oh, that was oh. that is better than a last second buzzer beater, in my opinion. Uh, I don't, I, I, I mean, I shouldn't say, maybe I shouldn't say better, but it's as it's entertaining. It's yeah. basically the same thing. And the beauty of the Elam ending is you're going to end with like, Amazing. craziness yeah. where how many last second shots just miss you know they don't go in right and, right and you could have that basically every missed shot in the elam ending where you're dormy to use a golf term but when hey next basket wins the game every missed shot is basically a missed buzzer beater and every made shot is basically a made buzzer beater there's nothing more exciting than that and 
whether or not you you think buzzer beaters are more exciting or may, winning a game on a made basket's more exciting, not having the stupid fouls yeah. and stopping the clock, that's the tiebreaker for me. Just how smooth the end of the games are versus college and even sometimes NBA, but not as much in the NBA, but especially in college, where it's like, all right, we're down eight, but we know this team's not a good free-throw shooting team. We're just going to start fouling with three minutes left. It's like, holy smokes, everybody buckle up for the next 40 minutes. This game's going to take forever to play these final three minutes. You don't have it in the Elam ending. So I can't believe I'm saying it. Can't believe I've made this transition. But college basketball would greatly benefit from the Elam ending and think it'd be good for the sport. Can't believe I'm saying it. The one got to go to quarters too. College. I used to always be a big half guy. It's traditional. Blah blah blah. You got to go to quarters. It just the game is smoother. Everybody else in the entire world does quarters except for college basketball. These are these are easy changes. The one thing that uh, I also like too is during the Elam ending, the bonus is only one free throw and you get the ball back, so you can't just free throw your way to to win in the game. Yep. And that that's what made the game last night exciting is that. Um, I mean, the Dayton team, they were really only scoring from the free throw line and then they'd mess around. They were up by – so the strategy behind it is you want to be up by as many points as possible before that four-minute timeout. And teams will often call the timeout just to set the score there so then they can get their target. Uh, but they they let, they let a dude from the money team get hot. And I, I, I think it was Corey Davis or something hit uh, – like had 11 points by himself – to where they were within one point of hitting that target score. And then on the other end, I think it was Fredette fouled a Dayton guy, and it was all tied at 81. They had to get to 82, so nobody could foul. And having to play just as best defense as possible, um, it, it ultimately came down to just having a dude who was bigger size, and they couldn't – I mean, they just couldn't put him on the line. So he got a clean look from, you know, seven feet, made it into the game. But I the the not fouling aspect added another wrinkle to it that I, I hadn't seen before. Yeah, it's it's sweet, it's fun. Again, like these games don't mean a lot to just the average UK fan. Uh, there have been Kentucky players. DeAndre Liggins' team is in the quarterfinals, so they're in a little break waiting to get back to action, which I think starts here soon in a week. They or play two. tomorrow. They play tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that'll be. Uh, that'll be fun. But one, if you got a UK interest team, which they did try once and it was a horrible failure, I think you could get people, one, break up the summer, have something to be excited about. Two, you play the games at Freedom Hall, or I don't know if you'd rent out Rupp. That may be too big of a facility, but Memorial for sure. Oh, man. You get a UK alumni team playing a Memorial. Good night. Like that would just be the best summer content possible. But do it right. Like get actual good players. Like what the hell are the Harrison twins up to? Go, go, go get them. Tyler Ulis. You know, you don't need to have a million guards. Bring on over DeAndre Liggins. We want him. Cal Wilcher. Who wouldn't want to root for Cal Wilcher again? That'd be a blast. He's already playing in the basketball tournament, although I think their team's eliminated. But Go ahead and and I don't care. Go get a Western guy if you need to. Go uh, go get a Louisville guy if you need to. If you want to bring the Cards fans into this, go Russ Smith. I think would be a great. Deep I don't. Why, why is he not playing in this? He is made to just score thirty points in this. Uh, in this oh, yeah. oh yeah, like, I totally he is agree. built for TBT. I don't understand it. 
like watching the Dayton team and, and hearing the name Scoochie, it just took me back to March Madnesses of like 2015 or 2014 or whatever year that was. And uh, you could you, you could certainly do the same with a ton of Kentucky players, but certainly Russ Smith from U of L. He'd go out there in the TVT and have like forty probably one night. But yeah, it, it's I, I know that like it's kind of turned into a joke me bringing it up, but it really is entertaining. And then when there's actual exciting basketball to talk about. Well, heck, folks, this is a sports radio show, so we are going to discuss mm-hmm. it. And you best believe we're probably going to have like an hour segment on DeAndre Liggins' game on Monday. So I'm uh, um, be ready. I, the thing is, so it's Brooks' uh, grandfather's 95th birthday this weekend, so we'll be up in Ohio to celebrate. And I know for a fact her uncle and cousin, they, I mean, they, they live, you know, not far from UD Arena. That game's at six. And if it was, I, I'm tempted to be like, hey, you want to. You want to go to the game too? Because, <laughs> well, and that's a the reason. I mean, part of the reason why they always have the opening rounds at Dayton is because there's a lot of basketball fans uh, in that town that show up no matter who's playing. So um, it's exciting. It's exciting. No matter what, I'm, you best believe I'm going to be watching it. Uh, what, what team is Liggins on? He Do you know the on, name? Uh, Heartfire, Heatfire, Heartfire, Heartfire. Yeah. They're they're really good too. They're they're one of the the favorites to win as well. But they were able to advance. Unlike the money team, suck it, the money team. Also, I'd love to know how much Floyd Mayweather just. I bet they were showing the Dayton team what the cut is of the million dollars. And I think Zell sponsors it. So Zell so Zell goes to the teams and they're like, hey, how much are your breakdowns? The Dayton team is just doing it across the board. Everybody's getting the same, and it equals out to like $77,000 if you round up or something like that. So like the GM, the coach, and then all the players would get $77,000. Which The GM's a Gruden, or no, the coach is a Gruden. Oh, interesting. Didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. But, and that's one, you know, for a lot of folks, that's around, give or take, you know, year salary, which would be great for just playing six basketball games. But on the other hand, you know, a lot of these people are used to getting – I shouldn't say all of them, but some of them are used to getting big-time basketball contracts, so the money may not be a huge deal. But I do wonder how much Floyd Mayweather just paid his guys off the – like, hey, just show up. You're getting this much money. Go play. Because I, I, bet, I bet it was something. Yeah, especially to to get the the guys that he did. How awesome is that dude's leg tattoos for them, too? Oh, he, can't forget he had the leg sleeves, which is a very rare – very rare combination. By the way, Xavier Booker played it, or not Xavier, Trevor Booker played at Clemson. Ah. Gotcha. Xavier Booker's the recruit that didn't include UK, Justin. That's right. Coming to Indiana. Hey, by the way, so I was kind of right on the money situation. You're you all were right that it started at five hundred thousand. Next tournament went up to a million, and then the next four were two million before dropping back down to a million. Ah. Gotcha. Oh, so they were at two million for several yeah. years. Yeah, oh, I thought I remembered two million because I remember Christian Watford was in the tournament one year, and it, the, all the hype was he's playing for two million. So, well, each and every year this thing's going to get bigger. More yeah. people are going to talk about it, and then eventually, probably next year, I would imagine the prize money will get bigger. Uh, I love that. Last the while that game was happening too, um, I guess it was on ESPN Plus. They had a similar situation where. <laughs> Best Virginia beat the Bucketeers by two points, I think, on an Elam ending from Trevor Booker, who I think most of y'all remember him from uh, the early Bob Huggins years at West Virginia. There, there's so many people, they've got two West Virginia teams, the Bucketeers and West Virginia. Like, come on. How does West Virginia have two TBT teams and they, Kentucky and Louisville have none? 
Uh, hey, uh, yeah, they don't. Unfortunately, the other team is the Eastern Tennessee State team. They're they're a play on like the Buccaneers, but they're the uh, Buccaneers instead of Mountaineers. Mm-hmm. It's still Buccaneers is a hilarious name. <laughs> it actually really was ticking me off. Like it should be the Buccaneers, <laughs> not the Buccaneers. <laughs> it was really it made me. I'm glad they're gone because I couldn't stand looking at it. And I initially also thought that that was the West Virginia team as well, Roush, but. They were playing in like Charleston, West Virginia, and mm-hmm. there was nobody at their game. And I was like, certainly West Virginia fans would show up more than this. And then the best Virginia team played after them, and uh, the place was packed. And I was like, gotcha. oh, so they're definitely not. And then I looked it up that they are on their side of their shorts. They've got the uh, the East Tennessee. Gotcha, Johnson yeah. City. That's where ETSU is. Yeah, they- Johnson City. So it's a good time. It's a good time. Uh, we need to talk about a good time to end yesterday's show that eventually kind of got a little bit weird. Roush dropped something on us. Me being incredibly smart and handsome was able to figure it out in no time, uh, while on the dot, on the fly. So we kind of already gave, at least I gave my reaction to it. Roush will come back and give you some of his thoughts. Although he already told Adam Luckett, so spoiler alert. It makes time for oh, Luckett. Not for I did want to mention quickly who that cat's fan tweeted in. He said, I initially didn't like TJ's take on having a college yield mending until I realized Cal can't bleed the clock with a lead and no longer labor over timeout, no timeout for a final possession. Oh, Come boom. in. Boom, baby. Yeah, it's a win-win for everybody. You know, I think you're taking a few liberties there, obviously, as somebody that's a Cal, uh, a Cal guy, but – that is true. You couldn't. You you can't sit back on a lead when you got to go get the score. So, uh, I'm 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 all for it. And college basketball also needs to continue to kind of be creative. But I don't think they'll ever do the eliminating. But they should strongly consider it. I think there should be more talk about it. But we'll go to a break. We'll come back. We're talking Bo Allen when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call. T.J. Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Galen. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Everybody freeze. Everybody down on the ground. Well, which is it, young feller? You want I should freeze or get down on the ground? I mean to say, if I freeze, I can't rightly drop. And if I drop, I'm going to be in motion. You see? Shut up! Okay, then. When you get the blues, come on, get a rhythm. When you get the blues, get a rock and roll feeling in your bones, but taps on your toes and get your Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Remixed on the Roll Call. I love it. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, and Kalen. Rouse, why don't you tell everybody how they can listen to old KRC? Give them a little background for maybe some of our new listeners. All So we should tell the people listening how to listen? Yes. You do understand that there could be somebody, theoretically, I know that it's not likely, but theoretically, somebody could be driving around old downtown Louisville, they're going into their work day, life sucks. It's not the weekend yet, uh, Thursday's great, but I'm ready for it, uh, I'm, I don't want to go into work, I'm sad. They're listening to KRC, they have a couple laughs, they're enjoying the content. 
they say, you know, I don't know anything really about this show, though. Like, is this a replay of it? So <laughs> if you if if you if you could just if you could be more clear, Roush, please. Well, you can listen live on 96 FM, 1450 AM. You could also call on your phone, the number 563-999-3250, and you just hit your speaker and boom, it's listening data and hassle free. Or you can find us on TuneIn. Uh, just search Big Exports Radio and tune in. Uh, that's an easy way to do it. Or just get us our podcast wherever you get your podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on iHeart. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can find Kentucky Roll Call. You can always tell Alexa, play Big Exports Radio. And if it's between 7 and 11, you're going to hear the KRC folks. So thank you, Roush, for doing that. That's just a little radio thing. You know, they want you to say the basics every so often. Yeah. They really want you to do that once a segment. Which, no way, Jose. I ain't doing that. No way. Not up to that. Uh, Speaking of radio business, we could have potentially a lawsuit on our hands. Trevor, uh, did you listen to any of the Rutherford show yesterday, Justin? Uh, Bits and pieces. I didn't get to listen to very much. By the way, last night's episode, only an hour for the challenge. So they are, are, uh, I think, they're they're tightening them up, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing for this TV show. Um, I was only able to catch bits and pieces of it, Justin. So I didn't, I had to text Trevor about what the context of this is, but it sounds like we could have an HR situation regarding their woman intern, their female intern. Over, in, oh, in- God. Oh, no. Do you have any details? Well, they're getting a ton of text about like, uh, you know, harassment, stuff like that. It seemed like it was in good fun, joking. Uh, so that was that was nice to see, but it, they kept coming back to Trevor. So I was like, Trevor, what is going on there? And what happened was Trevor said that or the intern mentioned that she the studio was hot and she was it, she was uncomfortable. So he uh, said, "Why don't you take your clothes off?" And, and it, yeah, okay. They, they had a they had a she had a sweatshirt on. So Mike said. Well, if you're hot, just take your sweatshirt off. And she said, I, 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 don't, I don't want to because I'm wearing a midriff top underneath. And Trevor blurted out that he loves midriffs and thinks that girls are hot in midriffs. <laughs> oh, well, she's definitely. <laughs> so she made a right call to, like, you know, not just assume that uh, it wouldn't be a weird thing. So unfortunately, she was proven right via Trevor, but. That's just another thing Big X is going to have to worry about. And, of course, this was all in good fun, and we're joking. But it is an incident that happened. Trevor said it actually happened not yesterday, but they brought it got brought up again yesterday. I, I can see why. Yep. Yeah. So then Trevor proceeded to ask Mike what his favorite thing are that girls wear, and then the it just it, it, it devolved, as you could imagine. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, uh, when I do am lucky enough to hear that show – I I really like when she's on because she she just provides these funny little comments and she goes after Trevor and I really appreciate that about her. Borderline mean to to the <laughs> yeah guy. yeah uh, at, at times for sure. And she'll she'll even make a, a a quick little comment to Mike here and there, which I find interesting. I I would if she were our intern and she is not. We've got intern Jake who's we've just molded into this radio machine, but and I. <laughs> I've got a I've got a little thing for J- Jake and Justin, by the way. I think Jake Jacob's listening. He's liking tweets on Twitter, so he better be listening to the show. But 
I've got a little thing for them as well. But she she calls everybody dog and dude. She like mm. Mike will be like Jenna. Did you see what the Cubs did? Dog. I I can't believe it. That's that's a young person thing though, right? It feels yeah. like a young person or somebody who thinks that's what young people say, but that's not actually what they say, though. But that's what she says, and she like, is it, it, it's, a young person. It's like, how do you do, fellow young people? <laughs> gif, you know, is she, is she recycling dog? Because that's what we said when we were young. That's, I think yeah. dog is coming back. Oh, it's back! Wow, that's wow. We, we, who who would have thought we're back in fa- fashion? Everything is cyclical. So they, they've got some stuff going on with their station. And she only shows up like twice a week. Intern Jacob, you know, he, he won't go away. He's a workhorse. Exactly. So, well, unless he forgets to wake up. Of course. And then he doesn't show up. Or if he just so happens to randomly remember at 6 a.m. that he's got to work at the golf course that day. <laughs> uh, that That's another possibility with him. But speaking of intern Jake, he's on a vacation. I think he should be back Monday if he decides to return. But Justin, I thought of a fun little game. One, good for the show. Okay. Two, good for you and Jacob. Okay. And three, fun for everybody. So I... We probably should have done this more at the beginning of summer instead of at the end of summer where we're actually going to have some real sports content to talk here in a few weeks. But we're not a big guest show, but we're not anti-guest either. For the most part, we just don't want to bother somebody and be like, hey, you want to wake up with us? Hey, while you're getting your kids ready for a hectic day, can you talk on the radio with us for five minutes about sports? So normally we don't just like to bother people. That's where you and Jacob come in. You all can bother people. Oh, and I, I want to do a uh, you all book a guest and you'll get compensated based on the tier of guest. Oh, okay. so you if you and I don't know what well, I, I was thinking about doing it between one and a hundred dollars, but let's start at least at one and fifty and see if you all get any fifty dollar guest and then. We can bump it off if if need be. So like if if you all if Jacob came in and said, "Hey, I emailed with UK. I got stoops on on Monday. Fifty dollars to Jacob. Absolutely, that's a fifty dollar guess. No no ifs ands or buts about it. If Jacob comes in and he says, "Hey, I've got the Southern Indiana High School Coach of the Year. One dollar, and we may tell him no." Okay. <laughs> You know, so like it's based on, let's say you come in and you say, hey, you guys were talking about him. Jeff Goodman says he's going to come on the show. $40. I think Jeff Goodman would be a $40 guest. So, so we'll put a, a monetary value on the guest. Of course, we won't tell the guest this. This will be saved for after they're long and gone fodder. But now you all have a financial stipulation to get some big names on KRC. So... What would someone like uh, Adam Luckett or a Big Blue Drew bring? Two dollars. Two dollars. That's it. Maybe three. We can get them whenever we want. Maybe three for Big Blue Drew. I was just thinking for easy purposes. Like Uh, local, local most likely is going to be probably in the one or ten range, unless you get a big local, and then and then we'll talk. Um, But what would be considered a big local? For example, for Jack Harlow, twelve dollars. I, if I'm only getting twelve dollars for Jack Harlow, I'm not even pulling. Local, he's local. You got to get somebody national if you want the big bucks. 
Uh, Jack so, Harlow is not. Nice. Get Morgan Wall and thirty-five dollars. If I don't get fifty for Morgan Wall, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. See, that's going to be the fun part of this game too. Is those the controversy of the monetary value we place on our guests, which I'm sure would have to be some sort of conflict of interest, um, or at least just unethical in the journalism realm. But but they're not getting this money, so they don't even know about it. So that's all right. Let's say a, a well, you know, he's kind of. Hmm. I feel like this is all for Jacob. Intern, he's twenty-one. Intern life is all about doing work and not knowing what you're going to get paid for it. I'm thirty-two. I don't know that I'm willing to to put in the work and not know what what's coming my way monetarily. Do you do you think I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be fair? I mean, fair is one thing, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if I if I'm landing Morgan Wallen and you're going to hand me thirty five dollars, I'm going to be pretty po'd. Well, opposed to you just doing your job and supposed to be getting guests on the show for free. Is that part of my job? You know, a lot of producers will produce will produce like the show, not just hit buttons to go in and out of breaks. <laughs> I, I'm going to leave that one alone. Yeah, there are actual radio shows that's just like it's you know not scripted necessarily, but it's like all right, we're gonna be talking about this. We're gonna... not this show, not at all. No, 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 no. Sorry, it get... yeah, it does it's but just everything. Hey, you don't have to participate. No, I'm, I'll participate. I, I mean, I'm, I'm. I'll tell you right now though, I'm going after all the big fish. I'm going after fifties. You may as well. Like when we had, uh, oh gosh, David Wallace. He was a huge guest. That'd be yeah, a big time. Yeah. Although, why can't I think of his name right now? What about like Orlando Antigua? Is he at least worth like 40? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Andy Buckley. Embarrassing. He's never coming back on the show again. 502 414 1450 is the Thornton's text line. By the way, I've had more people reach out about the Kentucky football posters. Uh, some I think some of the people that were having get in touch with me, they I've I've got it. And I've told some people, I haven't told others. Um, once I get I'm gonna once I get how many people I'm sending posters to, that's when I'm gonna go send them out. So be patient, maybe a couple weeks. And I don't know how long it's gonna take for the delivery service to get them out once I even go to the store. So be patient with them. But if you've if you've exchanged addresses with me in direct messages, I've got you, you're down, you're in. I've got like five, I think, so far. I'll do a few more, probably wait till maybe maybe send them out on Monday or Tuesday next week. So I'll get folks through the weekend. If you're out of town and you need a Kentucky football poster, KRC is going to help you out because we appreciate you all listening to our radio show. Roush, let's go ahead and get back into sports. You, 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 a lot of people didn't love the way that you ended yesterday's show, but I guess at the end of the day, we still kind of figured it out. We cracked the code. You didn't want to go out there and just say it, but Bo Allen transferring from UK. Yeah, I'm never going to break or speculate. Like the closest thing to that is uh, assuming that a running back might leave or transfer uh, without any knowledge. But if I have knowledge that a kid's transferring, I'm just not going to. It's it's their choice. They're similar to a commitment. I'm just going to let them make that news. I'm not going to do it for them. Um, so I, 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 I'm going to leave that up to them and get my, my, my ducks in a row for that news to break. And, uh, yeah, that's just, that's just how, that's the way I roll. Not everybody's like that, but um, that, that's how I roll. He's a man of honor, Justin. My, my, my journalism integrity. 
and that's what we appreciate about him. No, we want we we need the scoop here on the show. We need you to be ruthless, Roush. If the kid's making a decision, you're scooping his own decision. Ruin any announcement you possibly can. Uh, no, but the way that you the way that it was described, not somebody that's going to make maybe down the road potentially, but a lot. Your I think it was your line of it's going to get a lot of people talking. That sealed it for me that it was most likely going to be Bo Allen, mm-hmm. especially when you take into consideration. UK has a handful of quarterbacks on the roster. You just don't really know who's stepping up or or if any of them outside of Will Levis are any good. Are you part of the camp that says, if Bo Allen is leaving, this probably means he wasn't number two? Is that Are you on board? Because that, that was a really popular opinion, whether it was on Twitter, message boards, UK fans just chatting or texting. Are you? Are you – do you believe that? I don't think it's uh, number two for this year. I think it's more big picture. Like, why would I waste a t- another season here knowing that I'm never going to really play here? Um, because he would be sitting another season behind Will Levis. He's not dumb. Kentucky's going to hit the transfer portal after Will Levis' departure this year. It's inevitable. He would have to beat them out, and that'd be tough. Um, it's his third coordinator in as many years. Uh, maybe Liam Cohen liked him a lot. I don't know. Uh, but may- maybe the, the Scangarello system, not for him. Uh, I- I'm less focused on the intermediate than just the kind of big picture because I do think Bo could be successful uh, in, uh, like, Michael Leach recruited him out of high school into the air raid. He-, he strikes me as an air raid quarterback that's really good with the timing, quick read routes, um, the short and the intermediate. Um, but-, but the thing that Bo doesn't have that you they really like in the pro style system, which is, I think, why Skangarola might like Duke Hogan more. I, I don't have confirmation on that, but I, I suspect it, at least with Deuce and Kaya, is the ability to really drive the football down the field. And, and so big picture, I just think, for in Bo's case, where he's got technically four years of eligibility, why not Why not try to use those elsewhere where you do have a legitimate shot to to become the starter? I guess the counter to that, all that sounds good. It makes sense to me, but just devil's advocate, the counter of that is, well, love is going to be gone after this year. So you'd have three years of eligibility to maybe be the guy. I get it. You may not like the system, but it's a team that you've been a fan of your entire life. He's a huge UK fan. Mm -hmm. But one more year. Because he's not like, he he knows that he's not going to be named the starting quarterback. I think he's, he has a sense of awareness about it. Um, and is at least the, the the when I learned of it, it was very much clear that um, I don't I don't want to say similar to Joey Gatewood, but he had a conversation with the coaches and they appreciate everything he's done. But I, I think they all kind of agreed that this was going to be best for all parties involved. Well, that that is interesting to hear. Good analysis from Nick Roush here on Kentucky Roll Call should make the the move more amicable where if that's the case, UK fans really shouldn't bat an eye at this. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's one of those things too, TJ, where you're going to be like, I mean, hell remember when I was like on the Bo Allen train a year or two ago, because I, I love the fact that he could throw timing routes and he had more accuracy than what we were accustomed to seeing. Um, and we love a local kid with local ties because Let's face it, TJ, all of the best quarterbacks, uh, Sands, 
a season of Mike Hartline and a season of Will Levis. All the great ones in our lifetime and going back to the 70s were all Kentucky kids. Um, it's from Derek Ramsey, Bill Ransdell, all the way to Council, Rinsett, and Woodson. It's if, if it's it's got to be a local guy if we're going to have a good quarterback, and we dream big of it. His, uh, they built a recruiting class around him, but with all the changes uh, in the in the system, style of play, uh, partnered with the success in the transfer portal. Um, I, I, if this was five years ago, I don't think Bill, Will Levis is leaving, um, but. Now in a day and age where you're you can do a lot of hunting and find some really quality quarterbacks in the transfer portal, uh, that that's it, it. It makes sense for for both sides. Yeah, when you hear put it like that, it it, it does. And wish him the best. I, I I thought that he would have a chance to to be the starter at Kentucky one day if he was patient enough, but. Just kind of, I I don't doubt that a switch in offensive coordinators every year would be difficult for him. And do wish him the best moving moving forward. Uh, but there, I, I had a what I thought to be a pretty innocent tweet where it's just like, why can't Kentucky get Kentucky kid? Why why is it not working? It's not since Andre Woodson really. Patrick Tolles had some success. Uh, Drew Barker had a decent half one time. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, you're seeing some other Kentucky kids go to some other schools and have more success than Kentucky kids have going to UK. Now, again, SEC tougher than these other divisions. I totally understand that. It wasn't a slight at UK in the slightest, but there are just some of the most sensitive folks in the history of the world on social media that took it as a slight. I don't know how you even could. So what is what, what are we to make, Roush, of UK – not being able to find in-state talent under center, maybe it's a state issue. Maybe it just had. Maybe it's just been bad luck. I, I don't really care as long as somebody has somebody. UK has somebody good, but I at least do find it interesting. First and foremost, the reason why people are a little triggered about it is because Kentucky doesn't want that narrative out there when a kid does come along that's good enough to be a game changer for UK. So that that that's part of it. The other part of it is the really there really haven't been that many good quarterbacks from the state of Kentucky. Um, if you look back in the Mark Stoops era, uh, so Tolls was recruited by Joker, and he produced ho hum. You know, it was he was inconsistent, good at times, bad at times. Um, uh, somebody once put it, he's a quarterback that can uh, really can, that can lose an offensive coordinator a job because he has so much upside, but can be really inconsistent. Drew Barker, Kentucky landed the the slam dunk can't miss guy who broke his back in his second start. You know, so like <laughs> you you have that, and then since then I, I went back and looked it up because you mentioned other quarterbacks that have success. The big sliding doors moment, if you will, is the class of twenty seventeen because. Those are really the only guys, like aside from Elijah Sindelar, who went to Purdue and he had success for, you know, later on in his career with Jeff Brom. Like, okay, a quarterback did well for Jeff. Like, his quarterback this year was playing D3 ball two years ago. Like, I'm pretty confident in that. But outside of that, the only other quarterbacks that have had success in the last decade from the state of Kentucky all came from the class of 2017. You and I probably paid pretty close attention when Desmond Renner was at St. X. Did anybody think he was going to amount to anything? 
No, I well, anything is maybe a little harsh, but no, no, people did not think he was going to have the college career that he had. Yeah, yeah, and, and he really developed that. That was a pleasant surprise. He was a low three star. Um, I mean, low three star. Rivals even ranked him as a two star when he signed with Cincinnati. Uh, the other player, the other two quarterbacks in that class were Tanner Morgan and Walker Wood, and they were both. I mean, they had the same uh, similar recruiting profile. Uh, similar size, a little bit different skill set. Um, Morgan went off, and he he's, he had a great year when they had Rashad Bateman, um, and I think it was Kirk Soraka as their OC. He really struggled the following year. He's back for a super senior season. Um, but Kentucky said, okay, it's a low three-star guy. Let's go for the guy who's got a future top 10 uh, draft pick blocking for him in Jedrick Wills. They went after Wood and, and, and couldn't land Wills. So I, I can't really blame him there. And, and that in summation, TJ, I, th- I think the big part is we'll, we'll, the jury's still out, obviously, and Gavin wins it. But I think it's more so the fact that there isn't – I was even having this conversation last summer uh, at Chris Vaughn's gym. Like, man, there could be some really good high school football teams around here if they just had a decent – like an average quarterback. Like there's been a couple male teams. Just put an average quarterback in there and they'd be really good. And the state just doesn't make him. I don't know what it is. Do we need to get Steve Clarkson in here? Uh, may, maybe he can change that when his kid comes a little. He can start doing his quarterback camps out here. But I, I think it's more so speaks to the the no no offense to our high school quarterbacks out there. I think it speaks more to the talent uh, in the state than it does uh, Kentucky's lack of recruiting and developing those guys. Probably so. At the end of the day, you you either you you show up you. You do what you need to do, and Desmond Ritter did it. It worked out for him, and you you don't really have too many other examples besides him when it's talking about quarterbacks native to Kentucky. One texter says Derek Ramsey was from New Jersey, by the way. But oh, why do I think he was from Madisonville? Yeah. Oh, Sonny Collins was, and they played together. That's what it is. So, but it is. But like you know, we we thought that Patrick Tolls was going to be a good. Cause that's the that's the interesting part about it. We thought that Patrick Tolls was going to be a good QB. We thought that Drew Barker was going to be a good QB. And I'm not saying it's UK's fault for them not working out. Again, the injury with Barker, Tolls had some nice moments, and you were waiting for him to just take that step forward and be more consistent. And it never it never happened, and it didn't happen at Boston College either necessarily. So I, I'm not. It's not a slide at UK. And then going back to your comment of well, it could potential when there is that talent that they may see that and if if and i'm not saying that you're suggesting my tweet's going to scare away recruits to uk but right. that that's something that uk should be saying to if there's a great quarterback from bargetown for the class of 2024 uk should be saying hey we haven't we haven't found a guy in our state to be a starter and lead this show since andre woodson do you want to can you break that can you be the guy to come in here and do that because maybe there's just a curse, something going on here, and really there's not anybody in the state that is going to any colleges in the state. Western Kentucky, I forget the guy's name, back from like 14, I think was an in-state guy, but maybe 15 or something like that, who who had some success. But for the most part, can you? that would be a selling pitch. Like, hey, can you go be the great next Kentucky quarterback? Because yeah. it's been a long time since we've had it. I wouldn't take it as much as a slight because – I'm not. I wasn't trying to suggest that people go elsewhere and kill it, but people, you do have people that go elsewhere that have more successful careers than the Kentucky quarterbacks at UK, which I don't think it's worth at least just wondering what's going on. 
I just chalk it up to what you said, Roush. I just don't think there's been a great crop of quarterbacks. Quarterback to begin with, you could have a five-star quarterback coming in and it just not work out. Quarterbacks going from one level to the next, whether it's high school to college or college to the NFL, is easily one of the toughest predictions to make at a position. So I'm not blaming UK. I'm not blaming Stoops. I do wish that we had a more stable quarterback farm system. I think you're just playing with fire when you got to rely on the portal. It worked out well with with uh, with Will Levis, but who's got to say the next guy that comes in that UK goes after in the portal isn't a bust? And then you're kind of hosed, right? Right. Hosed some of the younger guys, but you, there's a reason you went to the portal in the first place instead of going to them in the first place. So the the uh, the kid to keep an eye on is the one that transferred to LCA this year, Cutter Bowley, and that. You know, I, I liked what I saw from him uh, at a camp at UK this summer. Uh, but he also has to keep de- developing because, like, he's putting the ball in the right spots. He's really accurate. He's got the height. If he fills in and can develop that arm strength, that kid could be the real deal. So that, that that's the one to keep an eye on uh, down the road. All right, we will. Hour two coming up next, the Kentucky Roll Call. We'll get into the Thornton's text line. Don't go anywhere. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kale. Ooh, go. I'm a member of the country club. Country music is what I love. I drive an old Ford pickup truck. My drinking from a dancing Hell, I'm a bona fide dancing fool. I shoot a mighty mean game to pool. And any honky tonk roadside pub. I'm a member of the country. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Thursday morning. Do want to say that we're thinking about the folks in Eastern Kentucky. I was up in the middle of the night, and I, I think it was maybe Chris Bailey. It was some. It was a weather person, and they were tweeting and saying a lot of people won't realize this till the morning, but this is going to be some historic flooding. It's mm-hmm. going to be devastation across that region. And as the sun is coming up, and people are waking up, and the rain continues to fall, it uh, it is, and a flood emergency declared, and I think breathed and. Perry, not. I think there's a few others, maybe. But, yeah, yeah. But be safe if you're in that part of the of the state. Have a plan. Obviously, you don't need to hear that stuff from me. But we're we're thinking of you. That's probably not going to be very good when the rain finally does move out of here and we get a better idea of what things look like. But be careful. Not not good. Man, the video I'm seeing is like got water up to the top of houses, and the report is that it's receded several feet. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. I know that St. Louis had some really bad flooding. It's it's kind of gone across some parts of the region. Um a lot of folks needed some rain, but obviously not not this not much. much. Not nine inches in five hours. No, that like is St. Louis got. That is absolutely crazy. So we're thinking about you all. Uh what to tell everybody about Salsaritas. The weekend is coming up. Maybe you have a catering, maybe you've got a party, maybe I don't I don't 
what parties are people, people don't do back to school parties, but maybe your classroom does or your teacher and you're starting to get stuff back together. Any occasion, no group is too big for Salsaritas, no gathering too small for our friends in St. Matthews and Middletown. Download the app. It's going to save you time. It's going to save you money. Salsaritas, they've got delicious quesadillas, burritos, wildly addictive chips, the best chips in the city, spicy hot salsa. It's a good time. It's it's delicious food at Salsaritas. So check them out today. Roush, you were. What do you? Where do you want to go to start this hour? You were. Uh, you were watching highlights of the U.S. Open Cup last night. Oh man, it is one of the filthier uh, PK goals I've seen. Uh, Sacramento is the. I mean, I, I don't know how to put it. I guess with a little bit of English, he gave the little chip shot, and the goalie fell for it. A sporting KC to help Sacramento become the first team since I think 04 to make the U.S. Open Cup final. Um, or I'm, I'm probably getting my stats wrong because I don't have it in front of my face right now. But it's a filthy goal. I'll put it on the KSR KRC Whoa. Facebook page <laughs> whenever wow. uh, we get a break. Yeah, it was sweet. I hadn't seen that goal. I knew the game went to PKs. I knew Sacramento won. That's a huge deal. I think Louisville City lost in, what, they're out of 16, I believe. But big deal for a USL team to make it that far. And though first, first, first it's LA. There, that was the stat. There we go. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. We'll take on Orlando in the U.S. Open Cup Championship. Louisville City, from a USL standpoint, still rocking and rolling, which is always good and exciting. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. First hour, we talked a bunch of nonsense. We talked Bo Allen. Roush, where do you want to go to start this hour? Um, I kind of want to go to the Thornton's text line to see what folks are talking about there. Sounds good to me. Let's go ahead and do it. Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Thornton's, they're on pretty much every corner in Louisville. Download the app. It's going to tell you the cheapest gas, the gas that's closest to you, and it'll show you how much money you're saving per gallon, all the good stuff on the Thornton's app. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. They they built the app themselves. 502-414-1450. The first texture says, did Matt make you all promise not to talk about his part in the Cal feud? No. Not me, at least. Yeah, what? No. <laughs> the next texture says, not all of us are dumbasses. Matt has made enemies and burned bridges his entire history of the show, but he wants to be the victim in the Cal feud? Hilarious. Matt crossed the line. He's too eagle manacle and manacle manacle to admit it. Yeah, why don't you talk to him about it? I don't know why you're talking to us about it. Well, because I think people just take our take advantage of us reading everything on air, and they just want that to be out there. But we're we're obviously not gonna we're not gonna go into detail about any of that stuff. It's none of our business. So, um, yeah, you'd you'd need to probably talk to have him address that if you'd want more of a resolution there. LMAO at Roush smack talking schools for trying to draw attention to themselves with events and swag when he wore whatever that hat was at media day. D O R K dork says one texture. Yeah. I was making fun of swag for calling it the 502 barbecue. You're an idiot texture. Yeah. I said it. Idiot. What? I'm going to go to Atlanta and not wear my Atlanta Olympics hat. Of course not. And I got compliments across the spectrum from plenty of people. It was awesome. It was I don't think I don't think necessarily he's criticizing the hat. I don't think he's complimenting it either. I think he's saying you you shouldn't 
you were trying to draw attention to yourself by wearing that hat. What's wrong with schools doing it for recruiting purposes? I just hate all of the names that they come up with for these weekends. I just don't like them. Is that it's personal preference? Would you would you prefer them not be punny and just be like the Louisville Midsummer Recruiting Event? I, I, like, I, why do you got to call it anything? I just don't. I don't understand that. I guess they're trying to make it as exciting for these kids as possible. Whatever they want to do, I'm just. I, I'm not. I'm out on it. It's a really dumb thing for me to be out on, but I'm out on it. It's trying too hard. Well, there's those just few things that really get you triggered, and well, and it's mostly because. For the longest time, like uh, I was like pool party. Are they actually having a pool party? Uh, uh, can you do that, or is Bruce Pro going to jail again for having the barbecue? Like I, I was very confused by it. Very confused by it. Um, also, I did. Uh, I do like some of the swag things that people are doing. Did you watch the Notre Dame uh, jersey reveal for the whatever they call it, the Irish Classic? What what do they call those things? Uh, the Shamrock series. Shamrock series. Did you did you see the the hangover spoof they made? I did. I thought it was good. I, I normally like to crush Notre Dame and make fun of them, but they did a good job with it. Yeah, that. it was fun. That was a lot of fun, uh, especially like it's one of those things too where hangover got beaten. Like we got beat over the head with it so much. I mean, enough time has passed where you can make a, a decent hangover spoof. And uh, adding the goal to the equation was a was a fun little bit as well. Yeah, that was a nice addition. Uh, I thought they'd maybe try to do something there. But, yeah, it was a good video. They did a good job with it. And uh, those uniforms do look pretty pretty darn cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they yeah. really do. For always just being a pretty – we know no M. Night, M. Night Shyamalan twist within Notre Dame season. You can always predict it. They're going to, like, win nine or ten games. They're going to be good. Maybe they'll have that year where they'll get into the playoffs and then just get absolutely pummeled. But for the most part, they'll just be like a, an average good team, like legitimate top fifteen team, but not a top five team. Mm-hmm. You can all they're 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 fun to hate on, but they're stonks higher than ever right now with the Big Ten and SEC likely wanting them, ACC being desperate, obviously. And they're making cool videos. Brian Kelly is no longer being a dork there. They've got a coach that actually has some personality and it's kind of cool. So mm-hmm. uh, their stonks are, for well, not playing a football game, their stonks are pretty solid. That's what is pretty crazy is the, the argument that you would make for Brian Kelly leaving was that he could never recruit at a level to win an, an national title there. And now Marcus Freeman is – recruiting at a while that you can win a national title there. So it's uh I I I'm I don't know what it is too, but I, I I find myself being drawn into Marcus Freeman and it's not just because of his you know the, that he did a hangover bit, but like there there is something about him that I, I get why players really like him. I I don't know what it is, but he's he certainly has that magnetism and I can see why he's a good recruiter. Uh we'll we'll see about his coaching ability once they get there uh, this fall. I, I do think that it's it's not exactly the same because they do it on a much more consistent basis. But isn't hasn't Notre Dame kind of been like Stoops where they actually have a chance to win it all if they – like they, they can get to that next level if they have the quarterback, but they just never have the quarterback? Yeah. Like Brady Quinn was the, the last really good one they had. Hmm. I'm trying to I'm trying to think back to even more, but it's the I mean, Tommy, guy. which guy? 
Cohen? Who Jack Cohen? Oh yeah, but I mean, even then, he was he was above average, but he wasn't the no, kind of game changer he, that you get. Stopped. Like he you stopped. know, he's right. I mean, yeah, but he was better than expected there. He just, I think Notre Dame fans had a love hate relationship with him. I think he was pretty inconsistent, if I remember correctly. Y'all, but, y'all don't think Ian Book was good? No, uh, not, a, not a not a football. If that's what you mean, <laughs> he was. I, I think he was one of those two, Justin, that like was ju- like he, he is like the the four of what you should have as a Notre Dame quarterback, not like the Trevor. Like they, I don't know how they haven't been able to get a CJ Stroud, Trevor Lawrence type. You know, you think if you're Notre Dame, you'd be able to get one of these bona fide game changers, but they just they haven't been able to do it. Their projected had- starter is a guy named Tower Buckner. Hmm. They had Jimmy Clausen and Tommy Reese. Yeah, like both of those guys stunk. <laughs> Justin, make a prediction right now. In five years, which con- which conference is Notre Dame playing, and if a conference at all? Uh, I don't think they're in a conference at that point. But if they are in one, it's it's got to be Big Ten. Okay. Okay, but your prediction is independent. My, yeah, my, my prediction is independent. I, I think, honestly, five years from now, Big Ten and SEC could be working together. I don't know that it'll happen that quick, but you we never know. It's, asked, it's never changing. That's what I asked Roush yesterday, if you think they're having conversations with one another. But uh, I liked Roush, Roush's answer was kind of something along the lines of they're still competitors, so probably not, and there's still a little bit of bad blood there. If I'm the SEC, it, it, it seems more unlikely now. I'm still sniffing around some Big Ten schools if any are interested in coming along because you could still get the upper. Right now it seems like there's probably going to be two conferences, two bit, It's gonna where I thought there was just going to be one major power one. Maybe there's going to be two, AFC and an NFC situation. But the SEC may still be maybe hunting. Bill Connolly made a point yesterday. I'm pretty sure it was him from ESPN. Because uh, Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, said something along the lines of, you know, I was a little bit of a hardliner on the automatic qualifiers, but I might have softened my stance on that. And the way that Conley put it, he's like, the more that Warren is starting to agree with Sankey, the worse off it is for everybody else. And that's true. Um, and I, I think some of it may be the initial – like it feels like Kevin Warren is finally a little bit more comfortable in his position. He – I mean, hell, all of these conference commissioners got thrown in right when all this stuff was changing. And they're like, oh, God, why, stop, let's well, hold up. Let's let's stop. Let's get, give me some time to figure out what the hell is going on, and then we'll readjust. But it sounds like Warren is, um, if not working more with the SEC, he realizes, okay, we're, we're uniquely positioned to be the the other of the of the two big ones. So let's let's try to at least um, – not, not not come to an agreement, but or necessarily work together. But we we know that as the, the the two top dogs, that we have to be able to cooperate in in some manner or fashion. Yeah, I, I think a, a good example of this would be when you had Westeros in the realm basically say, "Listen, the Targaryens have these dragons. If we all don't come, or not the dragons, the the, the White Walkers are coming." And if we all don't come together, 
we're gonna get, just get ran through here. It's mm-hmm. not gonna. It's not gonna be pretty. We we've got our own stuff going on. You got to take care of your business, Starks and Lannisters. But we need to. We do need to try to unite. Uh, at that point, I guess the Starks were kind of gone. But we do need to unite here and and see see what we can do. Or no, the Starks were back in. Well, depends what you consider Jon Snow. I guess at that point. Ooh. Anyways, I digress. Where the SEC and Big Ten may say, "Hey, I get it. We may be competing for members against one another." We, you may want Notre Dame. We may want Notre Dame. You all are going to have to do your thing. We're going to have to do our thing. But it's clear that we're the two top dogs here. So do your own thing. But when it comes to big picture ideas of shaping college athletics, let's talk with each other first before going in the room and talking with everybody else for the first time. Let's get on the same page on how we want to structure the landscape of the future of college athletics. And if they're smart, they're doing that. We'll do that. They are smart, Roush. Uh, they make a lot of money, and they're good at what they do. And so I'm sure that they're they're figuring that out. And I do agree that the more you hear the Big Ten kind of parrot SEC sentiments, that's not a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. Not, not at all. <laughs> Anytime I can get a Game of Thrones reference in, I'm going to force it in. Yeah. A texter says, Roush, think, think, Roush is getting hammered to start the text line. Talking about me. Roush thinking he's too cool for K-Week is pretty lame. I'm not going to lie. There were kids that actually loved K-Week and had a great time meeting new incoming freshmen. Unfortunately, they weren't as cool as Roush drinking as a freshman at an incoming party. Roush is too cool for school, says this texter. Way too cool. Way too cool for that. You missed out, buddy. It was a good time. I think about about my UK 101 class fondly. I actually think about my UK 101 class fondly, too. But I didn't have to go to K-Week to do that. Uh, K Week was the was the that's how it started at all. It was Ooh, free pizza and t shirts. Like okay, Thanks. yep, meet new people. Hey, where are you from? Oh, that's cool. It's nice to meet you. Just you know, I met plenty of new people too, and I had a great time, and I'm still friends with them to this day. Roush just in a basement party, listening to music, drinking huge bush heavies. Man, one thing oh. that we really did uh the kids the kids really suffered uh after us i think my rush was the last one that you could have uh sorority uh girls attend because ifc thought it was unfair advantage to ha- allow girls to be there and it was totally true <laughs> but the thing that sucked about it though is like there's a like like haley minogue her sorority that we became friends with them like not just like chasing them for romantic interest like we're, we were friends with that those crews because they were allowed to to come to our rush that was a lot of fun a lot of fun that first month of college well didn't you say didn't you start that sentence by saying what sucks about it was yeah for the younger kids because they didn't get to go through oh. that like they, that was the last year they were allowed to to come hang out beforehand i don't know i thought having girls there was kind of dumb just because like you're not you're not there to talk to girls you're there to, but the whole rushing process is kind of dumb. Well, and it made it it made it less formal when you have like you can just socialize and you don't have to only talk to dudes. You get you get a lot more conversations and, and that are natural when you can spend some time like casually flirting with a girl as well. I don't know. For fraternity rush is a, is a little odd, but I mean college is weird. You can do some weird stuff. It is a little odd. It is weird. It doesn't even hold a candle to how weird girl rushes, though. Oh yeah, that's so weird. That is the borderline ma- cultish. The amount of time that they would have to put into that stuff too. No joke. Holy smoke. Crazy. Speaking I, of I being never you know, how much would I get for her? 
A dollar? Get, get her and find out, bro. A dollar? I, who said a dollar? Nobody said a dollar. I'd Ralph, Ralph said a dollar. dollar. Ralph said a dollar. Roush isn't paying it. He doesn't. He's not paying this out. You think it's he? True. Would, this all it does all come down to TJ. I can't tell you what everybody is. Then you're just. I, I just need. Re- I just need reference points. You got to. It would probably be more because she's on television right now. I think right. right. Yeah. You're. You've been referenced out. You. You've got a good frame of reference. <laughs> no more questions. I have an idea. I don't want to offend anybody, and I also don't want you thinking like, "Oh, I can go get this person for an easy payday." Mess around and find out, as they say in the rap business. All right. All right. Fair enough. A texter with another map text. It's a damn shame that Rush's former ex-boss has neutered him as newfound confidence when the website was sold. His you-know-what are in a jar on a bookshelf. I saw them in the background of one of Matt's selfies, says one texter. Oh, they just trying to, like, bully me into talking smack about somebody that I don't, like, I don't have any will against Matt? I think I, I wanted you to break the scoop yesterday. What, what, I'm not, like, that's not any... I'm never. I'm never going to break transfer portal news. I'm just not. It's not what I do. Unless it's good news. Yeah, and I'm still probably going to wait because things can change. Like, um, we'll we'll find out next Monday. But sometimes, if you put things out there before they need to be out there, then they won't happen. So, I I, I generally I follow somewhere in between where like. Uh, you know, there, there's some people who get scoop and they don't say anything. There's some people who say every piece of scoop that they're ever told. I'm somewhere in between. I share some of it, not all of it. Yeah, I think I think in the business, there's uh, that should be the healthy balance. There's yeah. some stuff that you just can't say because it could jeopardize. Well, we don't need to get into the dorkiness of journalism 101. But right, yeah, right. I hear you. that's not a bad strategy to have. Another texture says, Bronny's not going to college. People are very matter of fact with Bronny. Another person said he's definitely going to Duke. This person <laughs> says he's not going to college. I, for one, have no idea. I've also never seen any interview. But I do find it interesting that folks tend to cover him not like a typical recruit. And there's not a, like like your Travis Brandoms of the world aren't following him, getting updates of schools and stuff like that. Like that, it, that's just not a thing in his recruitment. Uh, that I do find odd. I agree with this texter, Bronny, not going to college. If I had to guess, I don't know. I've got no idea. If I had to guess, I would probably guess he also would not go to college. If I had to pick, but I think just yesterday I said it'd be Duke or Memphis. So I've got no idea. But that is bizarre that it's just like. No visits, no list, no updates. Uh, I, maybe that maybe there are, and I'm just not seeing them. But yeah, it is a little strange. Just a little strange. I think they could make that. You, they could make it as normal as they'd want it to be. I think they could to a degree, but I, I you know, I don't know. It, it's LeBron is such a. Especially now where it's not, like he puts out his own media, you know, he, he has his own production companies that put out whatever he wants to be put out. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> A texture says, can someone who has more time than me, I love the way you start that sentence. Can someone who has more time than me look up UK's record in games where Cal got ejected? We're definitely over 500. The only loss I can recall is 2014 at South Carolina, but I'm sure there are more. So I remember two wins. There was the 16 win at South Carolina where U.S. threw it off the backboard to Marcus Lee. And then 
There was the win at Arkansas right before COVID in 2020. Can you think of some other Cal ejection games? Um, Did he get kicked out of a Tennessee game? Like yeah. Grant Williams was there, and I think Yeah, the 31-point beatdown, he got kicked out of that one. Yeah. So I, I bet it's around 500, though, right? Yeah, it seemed, uh, probably so. Because that feels like... It feels like a very much a coin flip strategy too. Either because when that happens, things aren't usually going well for Kentucky, and it either lights a spark under them, and then they just crush the other team, or it's uh, such a far gone conclusion that not even getting kicked out can do anything. Yeah, obviously the Dante Allen Mississippi State game, he got tossed in that one. They won that game, so yeah, it's probably around five hundred. I'm sure probably somebody could look that up if they've got more time than me to do it. Of course. Uh, one last text, UK Pez, so everybody can just get ready for the last break. Good morning. I look as much like Nick as the other host looks like Aaron Rodgers. Have a great show, UK Pez. Don't even respect my name. Oh, what, a coward. <laughs> what a coward. Brooke asked me the other day, last night, she's like, was TJ being serious when he said he looked like Aaron Rodgers? Is like, I, I, I don't know. She's like, okay, because he doesn't. What? I looked. Brooke's crazy. I look at I mean, dead red. Like, like the hair is a, a tough thing to get over because I don't have long hair. But if I was able to have like you know it go down to my shoulders, I would probably get mis- mistook for him twenty four seven. And Brooke's never seen me in jeans and a white beater. Uh, I, she might have. You wear that look all the time. I do wear like at summers. I'm a huge just cut off shirt fan just because you want as little as clothing as possible. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe I'll see her, see her around. Can I say that what your quarterback did yesterday was one of my favorite things he's done in a very long time. What did he do yesterday? I don't even know if I know this. Oh man. Uh, how about we talk about it after the break? We'll be back after this. This is Kentucky roll call. I'm big. Justin Taylor. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Mr. Environmental is also a, a hunter. It's kind of an interesting combination. I hunt quail, Jeremy. They're overpopulated in this region, and they're decimating the grubworm population. You got a problem with that? Not nearly as much as I do with the uh, attire that you have on, or just your general point of view towards everybody. But let's go kill some birds. I'm psyched. I'm picking up good vibrations. She's giving me the Welcome back. One final segment. Whether you're going to kill burn or maybe you were down at Waterfront Wednesday last night. The weather turned out nice. We were all treated. I wasn't there, but folks in Louisville treated to a beautiful sunset. I'm sure folks down on the waterfront were as well. It was a good night, I was told, to have your shady rays as the sun was mm-hmm. going down. There's never a bad time to have shady rays. Go to shadyrays.com. Do not forget promo code Big X. You know all the great things Shady Rays does replacement pairs, feeding hungry folks in America. Uh, their 30 day. Just return it, get all your money back policy. They're user-friendly. Go to ShadyRays.com. Check out their selection. They've got sunglasses for every occasion. And do not forget that promo code, BIGX, 25% off. It's a big deal. Huge deal. 502-414-1450. Roush is going to tell us something that Aaron Rodgers did, and it comes with a video? Yeah, yeah. Uh, So 
when Devontae Adams, he's been very, very happy to talk about how much he loves his new quarterback, Derek Carr. After all, the two did go to Fresno State together. And when they asked him what it's like transitioning from Rodgers to Derek Carr, he said, you know, it's, it's pretty easy going from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. Now, after the first day of Packers practice, Rodgers was asked the same question about going from Devontae Adams at wide receiver to Alan Lazard, and here's what he had to say. I mean, it's always tough going from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. <laughs> uh, you know, from Devontae to, to Alan, it's going to be, uh, you know, a transition. But he's capable of a lot. Yeah, and he got him. He really got him there, Sports Talker. I, I actually, now that you mentioned it, I did at least see the tweets. I did not see the video of it, but that's good stuff. <laughs> it really is. His, the thing is, is sometimes we think he's not self-aware, but he is totally aware of all of the the crap people are, um, you know, saying, spreading about him, which makes him fun. I, I, I like the self-aware uh, superstar, the the Rogers, the KDs of the world. It's fun to give him crap from time to time, but I, I at least appreciate them being in on the jokes. Well, it's uh, there. Do you think that Carr is going to be a Hall of Famer? Probably not. I mean, I think he would have to win a a playoff game to do that, um, and a couple of MVPs probably. No, I don't even think you have to do that because, um, you know, I, the Matt Stafford Hall of Fame conversation came up a lot. Stafford at least has piled up a lot of seasons with a ton of impressive stats on top of that Super Bowl win. He's never going to win MVP, but he'll probably get in just because of his numbers. I don't even know if Carr's going to have the numbers. He's got to he's got to do some something some more than that to, to be it. But um, I know some texter was saying on the Thorns text line yesterday that Carr's a Hall of Famer, and I'm like, well, Adam Adam said going from Hall of somebody asked him the adjustment from playing with Rodgers to going to playing with Carr in Las Vegas. And he said, we'll go into Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. And people were like, what? You're comparing Rodgers to Carr, obviously. That's why Rodgers made the joke. Adams did clarify a few days ago that what he meant to say was just like, even if you are going from a Hall of Famer to a Hall of Famer, there's going to be adjustments. He didn't necessarily mean it as Aaron Rodgers Hall of Famer to Derek Carr Hall of Famer. He was just talking, even if you go from the best to the best, there's going to be some adjustments, which yeah, that's not, you're going to play for a quarterback that's significantly worse than the one you were playing for previously. That will be an adjustment. It puts you in a tough spot as the player to have to answer that because you don't want to, you don't want to slight your new guy. You don't want to, uh, but that's that's the question, Devonte. What's it going to be like going from a great quarterback to a mediocre one? How's that going to work for you? Hey, TJ, you brought it up before the break about how you like wearing cutoffs in the summer. Maybe we should all go to the bats game tonight. They're doing bro night. Wear a cutoff. You get in for seven dollars and two dollar beers on top of that. What? Man. That is that beer deal is great. What what kind of discount is that on a regular ticket? Seven dollars, Justin. Could you tell me that? I cannot tell you that. No, it's it's been a long time since I've been to a bats game. Well, maybe bro night's finally the night. Maybe a few bucks off. Oh, you're good. Well, good, good deal. That sounds like a great time at Slugger Field. Bro night. All right, watch really? out for Wash's friends. They're going to be there. <laughs> really, really got to twist Scoot's arm for him to wear a cutoff shirt. Oh no. That's all I wear in the summer, too. You got to. Sun's out, guns out, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, 502-414-1450. We got more texts here on the Thornton's text line. A texter says, 
on the challenge, Kylan and Alyssa are annoying. They're really holding a grudge from Big Brother. Happy Thursday, fellas. That's Shannon Obana. I still haven't watched last night, Shannon, so I can't get into it. But uh, the Big Brother people just in large part with some exceptions are total and complete losers. Yeah. Wait, wait till you see this episode. They are the biggest goobers. Oh, even boy. bigger than Jeff Goobman. Oh, even a bigger goober than Jeff Goobman. Yep. Goobman? Oh, that is crazy. Billy Big Blue here. Hey, Billy Big Blue. It's been a while, but scrolling TikTok, I just realized fat Axel Rose looks like stoops when he's mad at the refs. Yeah, it really does. This picture is crazy. It's a spitting image. Uh, I accidentally sent that text to like another friend group that I use on Google Hangouts. And my buddy, they laughed at me accidentally sending it over. But my buddy said it also kind of looked a little like John Ramsey. I think it looks more like Stoops than John Ramsey. Especially the hair color. Yes. Yeah. Big it really does look like Stoops. It's, it's kind of funny, Billy Big Blue. Mm-hmm. Maybe funny enough to put, to, to, to put on Twitter. Many people like myself will consider it. Unless I forget about it. I was listening to the other UK sports show, and they mentioned Nasir Addison as a DB. Is that a consideration? He's listed a wide receiver, or is that an error in their part? They were correct. He will be a DB at UK. That's the plan, at least. Mm -hmm. That's correct. He's going to be a defensive back. And I think the reason – I don't even know if we talked about it on Monday after he committed. Um, But in doing our research, uh, we found out later on that he said that most schools were recruiting him as a DB. So – Makes a little bit more sense, too, with the way that Kentucky's kind of recruiting. Ty Spalding still seems ultra-confident. DJ is going to UofL. TJ, he's your boy. Why is he so confident? Is it based on any inside scoop he has? I wouldn't say necessarily that Ty and I are boys, but I do. he's a nice guy. I don't think people should be so mean to him. I think he does himself get a little caught up in the sports rivalry. Needs to, it's just, a, just sports, just for fun. But I don't know why he's so confident. My guess would be would be somebody on L staff is telling him that. And he just is probably of the belief that somebody on L staff wouldn't be wrong. Um, and I, I don't know if I would suggest that he seems super confident either, but I haven't read some of the things maybe he said or if he's been on some radio appearances that I haven't heard that I could be missing out on stuff. But based on his Twitter, I think he puts off the idea that it's 50-50. So am I wrong about that, Texter? Because it just based on his tweets, it seems he wants folks to know like it's not over. Not necessarily that U of L is your clear runaway favorite, but I, my guess is the reason U of L folks are confident or still have confidence is because the staff is telling them, "Oh yeah, 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 we still feel good. We're not going anywhere. We're still recruiting them. We still like our chances. We still got Grandpa Pop on the." Oh, did you see the fake tweet that made the rounds yesterday? Yeah, yeah, that was fun. I, there was like a second there where I, I kind of was like, "Ooh, this is going to be a fun radio day," and then I saw the handle. It was a great fake, too, because they, they tweeted like Jeff tweets. Uh, but the fake tweet said that uh, they've already let go of Milt Wagner or Milt Wagner's leaving. Or something. It got it got a lot of people. It yeah. made the rounds. Uh, got buzz. got Buzz and Larry Vaught, who they, they consistently get got by those fakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I will got. say, though, I don't know Vaught what got, it got. is. Got, got. Um, there, there's been uh, – there's been like I've had people reach out to me in my DMs being like, Ty Spaulding, why is he so confident? It's like, man, I didn't realize that Ty Spaulding was such a, a significant influence. Like, no offense to the guy, but like, uh, his opinion does not, like, I, I, just, I don't care. <laughs> not, not to be a jerk or anything, but it's like, just because Louisville Rivals site guy 
who operates a Louisville recruiting site is confident that Louisville's going to land somebody? Like, that's, uh, oh, wow, I'm surprised. It's recruiting. Yeah. yeah. He's selling subscriptions, too. It wouldn't be good for business if, he, if Ty was like, yeah, it, it's over. Yeah, exactly. Like that, you got to milk out those subscriptions. You got to milk out those posts that get bring people in. Not saying he's doing clickbait stuff, but he he probably has reason to be confident, and he's not going to just wave the white flag because nobody at U of L is. So, um, I don't know. It still seems strange to me. I, I I don't think he's a. I don't think Wagner's a lock to UK. Not because that's what the Graphs and the Pilgrims of the world are saying, and Spalding for that matter. They're they're saying it's not a lock. Hey, they're still ways to go in this recruitment. I think what ultimately Wagner's deciding is, do I want to go play with this great backcourt or do I want to go be the guy? I think that, I think, and, and I think to some extent he's always been thinking about that. Like, did he know that Dillingham was going to commit? Did he know that Shepard was going to be good? Did he know that Edwards was going to commit? Probably didn't know those things. Maybe knew some of them were possibilities. I don't know. But I think he always probably knew, hey, UK is going to have some studs around me. And at U of L, it's going to be more. I am the stud. Like it's my show. I think that's what he's got to figure out. What he what what route he wants to go there. He's got great ties and connections at either place. So it's a tough decision. I, it's one that you know you could find twins that one would rather go be the guy somewhere and be the stud. You'd have the other one that'd rather go be part of a, a insane machine of talent. It's just different strokes for different folks. I think he's trying to figure out which one is more appealing to him. Yeah, that 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 sounds that sounds about right. Even though it feels like more of the, it, at least from our rational standpoint, Kentucky makes more sense. But he's not going to like why rush it? Do you know? Unless you're just tired of it, why rush it? Yeah, um, because you know we 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 want you to we want you to commit. That's why you got to rush it because we're asking you to. A texter says, also, my wife is on a bachelorette trip this weekend. I love my wife more than anything, but I'm excited to have the house to myself for the weekend. Do you all feel the same way when it happens to you? Also, any unhealthy foods I should get while she is gone? I live in Middletown, FYI. Well, the Middletown Salsaritas. Bada boom, bada bing. Yeah, like, of course you like having a weekend all to yourself, especially if you don't have a kid either. Like, that's awesome. Ooh, free plug Thursday, just a terrible way to, to run a, a business that relies on advertising. But please and thank you, cookies, Roush. I've had them before, and they're like, you know, they're just good cookies. Cookies are cookies. Oh, but you're, you're wrong. But the wife got the, like, the cookie dough, and, like, you bake it at your own home. Whoa. Whoa. Just like you thought that we've kind of reached our limits of just your typical basic chocolate chip cookie. Think again. The uh, the sugar that they sprinkle on top of it really changes the game. Oh, see, when you bake yourself, you don't have that sugar on top. It's just like your authentic chocolate chip cookie. But it was it was amazing. It was just like hot out of the oven mm. as the the chocolate goos onto your lip. It's a special feeling, Bob. <clears throat> Um, anyways, they continue or they don't continue. That was the text. Uh, first off. Yeah, absolutely. When the wife goes out of town, it's amazing. Especially when you don't have a baby. Yeah. It's basically yeah. your own vacation when that yeah, happens. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm big on like, I get to watch whatever I want that night and then slam some bourbon back. Like that, that, that's usually my treat yourself. You know, With a baby it's, it's more, it's not. So it's not as, uh, as great, but 
I, I and that's not that I've even experienced that the wife has not gone out of town since the baby has been born. I've had like one night where I've had to watch the baby really, but uh, more more responsibilities when you're taking care of a human life versus just having to keep yourself alive. <laughs> really, mm-hmm. believe it or not, did you all see Missouri football coach's comment on the Jim Rhodes show? Yeah, I wrote those down to talk to. I thought Roush would bring it up himself. Did you see it, Roush? I did. I did. It was. Missouri yeah. just kind of throwing shots at anybody that's willing to to take them. It's Eli, you know. He doesn't. He's just happy to sling mud around wherever he can. So hey, good. That's the way that college football should be. There should be smack talk. People shouldn't like each other. Now that doesn't mean idiot fans getting fights in the stands and you throw stuff onto the field. It's still just a sport. But there should be like a wrestling angle to it where you talk smack. You you don't like these folks. The the coach speak era was annoying. I, I want to get out of that. The uh, I, I I appreciate like he just wanted to make that quip, like you know um, if I my wife hasn't been doing a real good job, you know what I mean. And it's like he just wanted to make that one quip, and Jim Rome just kept pressing him for more and more, and he wasn't going to give him any more. But uh, I, I I was I, I did enjoy that though. Like good 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 on you, Eli. You know what? Just when I thought I was out, you 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 reel me back in. I, I, I good. I'm glad you said something nice about Eli because that's cool. Like, you know, go after folks. How and do I, you? How, the key to my heart: talking trash about Tennessee. <laughs> all, that's all it takes. TJ followed me back on Twitter. Now my life is complete. Y'all are my favorite podcast. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly who that was that I followed back, but don't blow it. I'll tell you that much. Do not blow it. <laughs> I got a quick trigger on the unfollows. I'm just kidding. I just like to keep my followers under a thousand, and uh, so I've got some I've got some room to play with. Hmm. Interesting. This is from Robert. Hey, Robert. Scoots, you got my number. I'm worth at least three to five dollars. I'll even take your side in any ridiculous argument of your choosing. Wow, that's big time. Big time, Robert. The next texter says, boycott this, Justin. If you're unfamiliar with what he's referring to, boycott. I have offered intern Jacob and Justin a monetary system in hopes of bringing some big-time guests onto the show. They will get paid based on the status, the celebrity of the guest coming on. And this texter says, boycott that. All radio guests suck. They're media-trained rambling sentences and nothing interesting ever said. Wow. Uh, shots fired at me often radio guests on other radio shows. That's <laughs> when I would do radio. I don't get asked to do it anymore because I'm not writing any. All I do is just a radio show. But they, I get asked to go on like uh, podcasts that don't have generally a ton of downloads, but happy happy to help folks out if they think I'm, I, I can help them out. So I don't do the radio bits. But when I did, I would just like not try to be takey for take's sake, but I at least would try to be not boring. I'm sure you do the same. Try to bring a little bit more. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same way. It's like, okay, let me have this line where I'm going to talk trash about Florida or something like that, just to get people right. Like, I went on a Memphis station, so naturally I had to – I didn't call them idiots and morons uh, directly, but I did have to take a shot at them for their their stance on John Calipari. So. Good. I'm, I'm glad you did. And that's, why, that's exactly kind of what I'm referring to. Is like what I would do is I would generally ask the host questions. One, because hosts don't get asked questions all that often. Right. And secondly, I, I, you're not 
best case, I'm not, you're not talking to me for a week or a month or maybe never again. I can ask you as hard as a question as I want. Uh, let me, let me put this light on you unsuspectedly. And then I think as a listener, it was always kind of exciting to have like the host asked a semi difficult or takey question where they had to pick a side. Yeah. And, and that also just, I don't want to say it like throws them off, but it is nice to do just add something different. Because to, yeah. to that person's point, sometimes it does get a little little stale. Oh, there are some guests that are just the worst. Like, I listen to other radio shows. I'm not talking about any specifically in town or anything like that. But there are some in town that do it where it's just like, whole, just you're just wasting time. You're, you're, just, you're just trying to fill your own airtime. Like, you got to, no, come on. Get, get, you're, get the hell, get the hell out of here. Texter says, uh, outside of the local guy transferring, I don't understand how anyone could be upset with this i thought hogan looked better if you watch Bo at all you should be able to see he hasn't looked comfortable in the pocket weak arm and doesn't have a crisp ball plus with the transfer portal i believe zero concern with us being able to find a replacement with the weapons we now have soup's job is to put the best players on the field and win games not play kids from kentucky yeah bear with me I think the one thing that you could run into though you just don't want to have a, a 19 year where we thought we were good when uh, Gunnar Hoke lost the job to Terry Wilson. You, you Sawyer Smith there, another transfer who um, had more experience than Deuce Hogan, albeit it was a um, different level at Troy. But then he gets hurt, and then you got to run Bowden in. And, I, I, you know, that it takes a lot to get to that point, and you've got more options now than you did then. But there, there is a, just a, a numbers game where you, you are feeling a little bit light this year if Levis does lower his shoulders one too many times. And I'll just say this, either you can get on the Destin Wade train now or you can get ran over by the locomotive in a couple of years. That's your choice. I would suggest hopping on on. Get a good seat this early on in the process. Choo-choo. How does Roush know how accurate Cutter Bully is? He hasn't played a game for UK yet. Wow! Really, really got me boom-roasted. Gotcha. This isn't a Larry Vaught got got, but it's pretty close to it. <laughs> Any updates on beer sales at football or basketball? No, it's, it's, it's never Barnhart. going. It's never going to happen when Mitch Barnhart is the athletic director. Like I'm going to have to bring a sign back for the first game. I mean, seriously, it's it's just until like you're better off accepting that than helping Mitch change his mind because it's just not going to happen, and he's never going to get asked about it because he never presents that opportunity. What if we had sixty-two thousand people bring in? We want beer signs. Hmm? This is not going to change. Sixty-two thousand. We'll say pay for a suite. Like when they did that little thing where you held up the sign and it made the Coca-Cola advertising. Yeah. This time they did it, but it was for Bud Light. And it's like one of those flip books, you know, where you flip and like it's motion. But so this is gonna be, we're gonna need to start planning this here pretty soon. It's a flip thing, and it's people doing beer bongs. <laughs> Everybody will hold up different ones at different times. So across the stadium, it'd be like a beer pouring into somebody's mouth. Ooh, uh, that'd be great. Yeah, we'll get on that. We'll get we'll we'll start the process on that. It's going to be complicated. We're going to need some synchronization, organization, and some tryouts. Any update? Oh, uh, Texter says John here. Hey, John. Good morning, to all man. I actually thought Allen was going to be great as a starter one day for the Cats. Since he is from the Bluegrass State, I felt like he was really 100% bought in. He had that desire and heart you just can't teach. Tell me, who do you believe that Allen would still? Do you believe that Allen would still be around and have a chance to? To be a starter if Coach Brooks was still leading the charge. We'll got to go talk to you later. <laughs> I'm at the ridiculous text, and you're better yeah. than that. 
Yeah, yeah, come on. Um, Rick Brooks hasn't been the coach at UK for 14 years. <laughs> <laughs> and the program is in a much better spot now than it was when he left. Ooh. We like where he left it where he left, but they've elevated from then. And secondly, no, he, he, no, he would not have played for Rich Brooks either, most likely. Yeah, I, um, I would have – I'm curious if Western is still doing the air raid or not. Because I know that offensive coordinator, he was a one-hit wonder last year from Houston Baptist, and then I think he's at Oklahoma, Oklahoma State or Texas Tech or something like that now. He's in one of those Big 12 schools. Uh, I'd be curious if, if, if they're still doing that. That, that feels like it would be a nice spot for him to put up some big numbers. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see where he ends up. I, if he wants to play, I just hope he goes somewhere that he's going to be able to play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, fellas. It's Brad from Bellbrook here. First, I want to shout out TJ for helping me get the football poster this year. I got it the past few years, but wasn't able to make it to Kentucky. Over the weekend and grab one, I'm very appreciative of the sports talker for helping this buck hopper out. Secondly, Stoops is forced to retire today, and you had to hire either Liam Cohen, Brad White, John Summerall, or Brian Hartline as the new head coach. Who would you take? Personally, I would want Hartline because he's probably the best recruiter in the country, but I think a strong case could be made for all four. Hope you all have a thrilling Thursday. I don't I don't know if Cohen would take it, but he would be my first choice uh, of those four. And it would probably – I mean, it's it, the most likely answer is Brad White um, because Summerall's – I mean, if he retired today, he'd have zero head coaching experience. Hartline has zero coordinating experience. It would be risky. Um, but I think it's also like we've come to find out that you don't have to only recruit Ohio. Now, granted, he's recruiting elsewhere, but he's also recruiting at Ohio State. It's a little bit easier to recruit receivers to Ohio State than it is in a lot of places. Uh, part of that's because he's a good recruiter, but like he's also recruiting at Ohio State. Um, I, I think the most realistic answer is Brad White. That's a, a great hypothetical, Brad from Bellbrook. Also happy to to help out. Need to give back to the KRC listeners. We appreciate you all listening and texting in and giving us content and all that great stuff. I think I could make a case for all four, and I could make a case against for all four. But I I think I much as I'd like to disagree with Roush, probably do defer to his opinion and agree with his opinion. Ooh. He didn't have a great college career, but does Kyle Bolin out of Lexington playing for UofL and beating Kentucky at Kroger Field add a little salt to the in-state QB wound? Didn't he beat UK exactly. at UofL? Yeah. And that's stupid. Devontae Parker had like 180 receiving yards or something absurd. Yeah, he was a monster. Uh, yeah, yeah I, will, I don't know. I mean, I mean, he wasn't good, but he had a good game. And it just – it ticks you off that it prolonged the series drought. But I also don't mind that it was Snap beating Lamar Jackson a week before he won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, they they should have beaten that team in fourteen. They had they played better. I think they were possibly just better, um, but came up short. Had no answer in the secondary, and then the dropped interception. <sighs> a texter says, "Why are you advertising your listeners to go to Waterfront? Do you want us to get shot? Wow, no incidents last night." I just love to that. That's like the most. Uh, I follow the news from like outside of the Louisville area, and I see one incident, and I'm never going to go to Louisville again. Like, yeah. uh, had, there was like three shootings in the span of like four weeks. That's not ideal. I had a hotel guest a couple days ago. He was asking about the malls, so I was telling him about Oxmoor and St. Matthews, and he was getting ready to walk out, and he looks at me and he goes, "I'm not going to get shot, am I?" I was like, "What?" <laughs> What? 
Also, so none of those shootings what, what happened when there was like an event happening because there's security, there's police officers, there's a lot of stuff. When there's an event happening, it's generally safer than when it's just, you know. That's, that's, that's true. Uh, but it's not like those shooting. it wasn't crowded when those shootings did happen, but there was not a set event. No, I wouldn't be fearful to go to the waterfront, but I also, it's not just like a one-offer. I'm just never going to live my life scared to go somewhere because I saw something on the news. I just, it, that's a good way to live your life. I agree with that. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. Get I, that line of thinking, get it out of here. 37 days until we unleash Levis. Hide your kids. Hide your mayo. Yep. That's uh seems like too long, unfortunately, but I can not wait. First Saturday in Lexington, tailgating outside of the wrong gate that I tell everybody. It's just going to be great. Let's hope that it's not like a 98-degree day. At least the game, it'll feel all right once they do kickoff. Right, but we, need, right. we need to throw the tailgaters a bone. Remember that so, when they played down at Southern Miss? Uh, back in town, it was like fit, low 50s and raining in Louisville that weekend. It was like oh. the coldest Labor Day we had ever have. Yeah, ever and had. in Southern Miss, it was the hottest, second hottest game I've ever been to. The other one was a blowout at Florida. Whew. Yeah, the Cats took care of business, though, and it was great. Not sure if it's been suggested. We got our sweet, sweet revenge. Not sure it's been suggested yet or if you guys are already watching, but The Boys on Prime Video is a great show. Got to check it out. I've heard, I've got a few friends watching it. I hate saying it. I think I'm maxed out on shows until, yeah. until like Big Brother and The Challenge in. Yeah, it's especially Big Brothers. Those things are long, they're like two hours. Well, and there's like three a week. They're usually an hour, but there are three a week. They did a recent two hour one because they had to, they did the January 6 hearings and they had to push one of the episodes back. Um, so they're normally an hour, but yeah, three hours a week still is a lot of TV. So yeah, I'm maxed out. And plus, I, I made some room for the rehearsal with Nathan Fielder, which is, I've talked about Nathan for you on this show. It's his new show on HBO. It is so freaking good. Have you watched it, Roush? Nope, never heard of it. First time hearing about it. Have you ever heard seen Nathan for I you? I know who he is. Yes. No, you got to watch some of those shows. That if you like, I think you should leave type of humor. Then you you would absolutely love this. It's amazing. Anyways, all right, we're out of time. Anything else we missed? I don't think so. Justin, tell me what else did we miss? I think we got it. We're we're a professional radio show here. All right, who do you all like tonight? Do you like Florida TNT or Autism Army? Autism oh, Army for autism the autism. Army for sure. Yep. I'm going Florida. We're, pro, we're not pro autism. We're pro beating autism. Or are we're, we pro beating autism? Florida T and no, I don't. I think we're we, pro acknowledging autism exists and okay. making life easier for those uh, in the autistic community. There we go. That's the there. There's our answer. Everybody have a great Thursday. Thanks for all the texts into the show. Go Florida TNT. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll see you on Friday. with me. Let's make sure you know. The drinking bones connected to the party bone. The party.